We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Friday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Rotocurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings playbook. And you can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review, subscribe, please go ahead and do so, and don't forget to let your friends know that you enjoyed the show. Benny, what's going on? Happy Friday. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, pouring out a little bit of my drink here for me and all my homies who uh, started Dwight Powell and Cash last night. I am one of those homies. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've, you know, we talked about not falling for the banana in the tailpipe, and then there you have it. So I want to personally thank Rick Carlisle for having the good sense to play Charlie V. Uh, extended minutes in Dirk Nowitzki's absence. We definitely appreciated that. So it's the last time we sort of tried to prognosticate what would be a sensible thing to do. 
in uh, you know in Dallas's rotation. So we will move forward here with a much better slate. Nine games uh, on tap here. Eighteen teams in action. We've got Golden State. We've got some big teams that we can target on the on the on the flip side of that. Uh, some some bad boys like the like the Brooklyn Nets. We can sort of take advantage of here, the L.A. Lakers. So it, some interesting stuff happening on this slate, and we'll go ahead and kick it off like we always do at the point guard position with your top options. Yeah, I think um, I think that you got to think Russell Westbrook's going to be in play here. Uh, last week, for those of you who forgot, last week the Dallas game was the game that he did not score a point for the first, what did he play, like 15 minutes or so before getting his second technical and getting tossed out of that game. Mm-hmm. Um so I think at that point, I think that he's going to be a little bit extra motivated. And uh, a motivated Russell Westbrook is a, is a scary thing to see. So I think that I'm okay paying up for Westbrook in, in some tournaments. I also really like, um, I know somebody that you really like too. So I'll actually skip the next guy I'm going to say. I'll save him for last because I know he's someone you like. The uh, cheap option, though, who I'm looking at on this slate is uh, Alfred Payton. Uh-huh. Um, Peyton had a big game the other day. I think he put up like, you know, I want to say over 40 DraftKings points or so. As long as Victor Oladipo remains out, which I know he's slated to come back sometime soon. I'm not sure if it's this game or maybe later on in the week. But with Oladipo out, Peyton is seeing, you know, huge minutes at the point guard spot again. And again, he's not a guy that, you know, puts up a lot of like points. His game's not really something that is pretty to watch. But he grabs rebounds for you. He does get assists. He'll pick up a couple steals and, and, and blocks playing defense. And he'll score enough to make himself viable. So I think you can look for like another 35 to 40 fantasy points out of Peyton if uh, Oladipo's out. So he would be the cheaper option that I'd go down to. But the guy who I think I'm using for cash, I know somebody you're on today, is um, Chris Paul. Yes. Chris Paul is um, a guy who has really stepped up his game and – um, a, a player that we need to talk about in terms of returning back to fantasy value, which is why I've been trying to work um, so hard to squeeze him back um, into like a Thursday cash game lineup. We are, uh, as we always mention here, we uh, r- record 36 hours in advance for this slate there. So I don't know if I can do it and fit in some of the other studs that I'm trying to, to make sense for Thursday. But for Fridays, actually, you should definitely pay attention to Chris Paul uh, in terms of. Uh, GPPs uh, right now. DraftKings pricing has been rising, and he's at nine, up to 9,700. But he put up a, a cool 69 points uh, against the Houston uh, Rockets um, at home. But keep in mind that this is uh, still sort of mostly beneficial because Lake Griffin is out of the lineup, so you have that one piece of it there as well. Here's the funny thing too: out of all out of all the games where he had a little bit of a speed bump since you know January 2nd, it was the Sacramento Kings. Um, believe it or not, where he you know only scored 32 fantasy points and hit value. It's, I mean, not, and I would have been totally fine if anybody who wanted to play Chris Paul actually um, wrote him up as a potential target um, for uh, my last Saturday article for Rotowire uh, on Fanduel. So yeah, that didn't work out quite well, but I still think it was the right play. Sacramento has been bottom five in DVP. Now the Knicks um, are actually. Doing, holding their own in terms of defense uh, at the point guard position, but no one's ever accused that being directly attributed to um, Jose Calderon. And so they're like a, what looks like I'm just eyeballing here, 12th or 13th, uh, you know, worst in, in terms of DVP. So they're still in the back half of the league. But the way if Chris Paul is going to continue to shoulder the load that he like he has been, I think he makes a ton of sense. 
Now, on a little bit of a cheaper side here, you definitely look be looking to get some exposure to Isaiah Thomas um, as well. His, his price has been holding steady at the 7,900 8K range, um, and it's a pretty good value overall. 43 fancy points It's good for almost five and a half times value, which is what he produced against Kyle Lowry defense on the road in Toronto. So you really don't have to have too many concerns about the matchup. And in terms of what they've been doing in DVP, uh, they're the Chicago Bulls basically all season long have been uh, a bottom five target and that's i believe no different um at, yeah bottom three there's the only teams that you can make more hay against at the point guard position other than the chicago bulls are the phoenix suns and the la lakers so the dvp is definitely um in a very good situation so i'm definitely want to get some exposure to isaiah thomas uh if i don't pay a little bit higher for uh for russ or for a guy like chris paul uh, and I love your Alfred Payton call, by the way, too. I think he's going to be a lock hash option for the Friday slate as well, particularly if you you know have some flexibility like you may have on on fantasy draft uh, for Friday's action. So I'll be definitely looking to get exposed to Alfred Payton there. Uh, any other guys that you want to mention before we uh, keep the ball rolling here? Now, like I said, I mean I'm a I'm a big fan of Payton on this slate. So you know, unless his price gets like a huge bump up, I'm going to have a lot of him. And then, you know, on tournament rosters, I'm probably going to try to pair him with Russ because um, I just think that he's going to go nuts to, you know, make up for the game that he had where he got tossed. And if I can't afford him, I'd be perfectly happy. Or in cash, I'd be happy going Chris Ball and, um, you know, feeling like I have a 50-point floor there. All right, fair enough. Uh, let's go ahead and move forward to the shooting guard position here and talk about your top options for the Friday site there. Yeah, I mean... Milwaukee and Houston are both playing paced up lately, so I kind of like both guys in this game, which are two of the more expensive options. Um, Chris Middleton going up against James Harden defense, or lack thereof. Um, He's been putting up really good fantasy numbers lately. You know, we talked about last week how he's playing like a consistent 37 to 40 minutes. So if you're going to get that kind of minutes and the kind of shots that Middleton's been taking, I think he's good as a little bit of a cheaper guy. I also think Harden coming off of his 80 fantasy point game is in a good spot. Um, if they're going to be playing this paced up style, I think that he's going to be really highly owned in tournaments coming off an 80 fantasy point game. And it's not like he's putting up 80 fantasy points every time out. So I think, um, you know, I'd be okay fading him in, uh, in, in tournaments, but I mean, he's still a solid cash option if you could afford to pay up for him. And then, um, Coming down from there, if I was looking for some cheap guys, I've been rolling uh, Jamal Crawford, who I know you're a big fan of lately. Yes. Um, again, you know, with, with them needing guys to put the ball in the basket and score some points, his minutes are up a little bit. He was a guy that was playing like 20 to 25 minutes because, you know, we had to make sure we got time on there for Austin Rivers. So now that he's playing closer to 28 to 30 minutes, you know, he's giving you a little more of that production, and his price is still pretty cheap. I know over on DraftKings, he was like 45 or 4,600 last night. You know, if he stays in that range, I think that he's a safe 25 to 30 fantasy points, which, you know, is 5.5 to 6x if that's the price that you got to pay for him. And then um, another guy who's kind of min-priced that I've been looking at and rolling out there a little bit lately, with uh, all the guys on Indiana banged up, Joseph Young, um, who some of you might remember from, you know, University of Oregon back in the day. He's been getting some minutes playing like, you know, not a ton, like around 20 minutes a game, but he's a guy that could always score. He put up 25 fantasy points in his last game against Phoenix, 26 the game before against Dallas. 
Um, so if you can get him still around minimum price, you know, that's a good six, seven, eight X return that he's been giving you lately. So I think he's a good salary saver kind of guy. If you're trying to, you know, mostly for a tournament, I don't think it's something I would do in cash games, but for a tournament, if you're looking for that cheap guy in order to fit in the extra stud or two, um, I think Joseph Young definitely has some value in that spot. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you there as well. Um, for for at least GPPs, I'm going to say, um, maybe even in, in cash games, I think we, you need to sort of take a look at what's happening with Golden State because they've been burning the house down uh, once again. And uh, Clay Thompson uh, has scored 20 points or more real-life points in two of the past, past three games. Still a reasonable price at 7700 came up with 35 fancy points and basically three quarters of accident against Chicago and we know about the defensive problems that Indiana has overall with having to now play uh, Monte Ellis a heavy amount of minutes uh, there uh, as well so it could be a really good spot uh, in terms of uh, fancy points allowed to the shooting guard position uh, Indiana is sixth worst uh, in the league so that's definitely like a, a really juicy spot for you to get some exposure um, at the shooting guard position so you can file that uh, in, in terms of value and then um, on the other side of that, Rodney Hood against Brooklyn on the road. I think you definitely need to take a look at there. Fifty-eight hundred is the current price um, as of yesterday's action uh, um, in the, against New York. Now, granted, he did have a monster game, but there was overtime involved in this spot. But you know, twenty-nine with five trays, six rebounds, and five assists. If he's going to start making it rain, that's eleven threes in the past three games for Rodney Hood. Something we didn't necessarily expect for him to bomb away as much as he has. Uh, so that's definitely some great value. He did have a two-game stretch where he hit five threes in back-to-back games early on the gen- on January 2nd and January 4th against Memphis and Houston. So yeah, that's definitely something you can you can sort of take a look uh, look into there. And the price is very very good. I think that he's actually probably cash safe against a bad team like the like the Brooklyn Nets for Friday's action. Um, anybody else that sort of tickles your fancy, I'll say uh, before we move on to the small forward position. No, nah, not really. Um, you know, I, I tend to pay down at shooting guard. I'm usually somebody who, you know, it's usually a position that I punt more often than than not. Um, I tend to pay up at point guard and power forward and center. So I could see myself having some Crawford or some Young here to save some money for some studs at some other positions and, you know, not even thinking twice about it. All right, fair enough. Uh, before we move forward to the small forward position, I want to let you know uh, that we still have the 10-day free trial going on over at roadwire.com. So if you want to take advantage for yourself and talk about all the fancy information that we have available at our fingertips, you can get those same information here at roadwire.com slash pod. Features include lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Up to the minute depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete season-long draft kits for all the major sports, along with defense versus position, yesterday's optimal lineup, their um, uh, projected numbers for every single player in every position with along with uh, with rankings and price tag pays payoffs everything that you need to get the fancy goodness uh, that you're looking for for your dfs action available on a 10-day free trial rotowire.com slash pod tell them josh and benny sent ya all right let's go ahead and talk about the swing position and who are the men that are going to be rolling with you uh for friday's action yeah small forward um you know, we talk about it all the time, and and I just want to mention it again. Like, Kevin Durant hasn't really shown me the upside to be a guy that I'm going to roll in a lot of tournament rosters, but he is consistently right around that 50 fantasy point mark, which gives you, you know, 5x if you spend up for him. So if you have the money, I think he's a guy that you can spend up for. More likely, though, with, you know, just looking at the numbers and the other guys I want to put in my roster, 
I'm probably going to wind up having to come down, you know, and save about $2,000 from him and go to the range of, like, Carmelo Anthony and Kawhi Leonard. Now, I like both of these guys, and I wanted to make the case for both of them because what you really got to realize is Kawhi Leonard's matchup is great. You're going to look at the numbers. You're going to see, you know, they play the Lakers. The Lakers can't stop anybody. He's probably going to draw, like, Kobe Bryant defense. You know, exactly. So, I mean... On that aspect, yes, it looks like a great spot for him. But San Antonio's been blowing out good teams lately. And we know the Lakers are not a good team. So San Antonio against the Lakers here, you know, there's definitely a chance that this game turns into a blowout. There's a chance that we might even see Kawhi or Tim Duncan or, you know, any number of other guys on the Spurs sit. Or even worse, when Pop says, yeah, everybody's available and, you know, these guys play like 25, 30 minutes each. Instead of their usual, you know, 35 to 40, like Kawhi normally plays when they're in like a close game that they really need him. So I don't know if I can spend up the $8,000 for him, but I do think even in three quarters of work, he can still give you 40 fantasy points in this matchup. So I actually think Kawhi is cash game safe, but I don't think he's going to have the upside for me to roll him out there in tournaments. So in tournaments, I think I would rather go with Carmelo Anthony going up against the Clippers. You know, wing defense for the Clippers has been a problem for them you know, for as long as I can remember at this point. Uh, Melo has been putting up some pretty good games, you know, 40, 50 fantasy points lately. So I don't like Paul George going up against Golden State. So if I was going to pay up, like I said, I don't think Leonard has the ceiling here against the Lakers because I just don't think he's going to see enough court time. Um, But I do think that Carmelo has a higher ceiling, but I still think Leonard is safer. So for cash, I would go Durant or Leonard if I, you know, had the money to. And then for tournament. I think Carmelo would be the way I'd look, at least towards the top end. There's a couple other guys towards the bottom, um, you know, that I think are in pretty decent spots as well. All right. Um, before you you mention those guys, I want to quickly uh, turn the attention to Gordon Hayward here, who I believe is another guy that we can sort of take a look at here for Friday's action there. 7500 is the price tag, uh, and it's very uh, reasonable. Put up a 62 ball. Uh, with 36, with six trades, five rebounds, and nine assists, probably his best game of the season. Yeah, it is his best game of the season yeah, on the road at Charlotte. And then bounce back there with a $41, uh, 41.25 game, uh, good for five and a half times value. So that's cash safe with some little, a little bit of GPP upside. Probably doesn't, you know, 27 points is probably where you can say it. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to score too much more than 27, uh, you know, fancy points uh, for, uh, for Friday's action. But, you know, we take a look at, uh, the, the the matchup that's available to him that's been afforded to him and you definitely love getting exposure to everyone at Brooklyn. Joe Johnson has never, uh, you know, been known as a defensive stalwart, so uh, I definitely like that uh, call for, in terms of uh, at minimum GPP, and I think it's actually safe enough for cash uh, as well because the matchup is is such a plus situation there overall. Um, mm-hmm. Any anybody else that you want to talk about here? Yeah, I actually really like Hayward for cash. I don't know if I would use him in the tournament because he hasn't really shown huge upside lately. Yeah. Um, and his price has kind of come up. But he's he's a consistent, safe, like 40-plus fantasy points. So I really uh, I really think that you can use him in cash. I think he's very cash game safe. Um, the other guys I wanted to mention, though, you have uh, Giannis going up against the Houston Rockets in a high-paced game. Milwaukee's been playing faster lately, and so is Houston. So I think that this could be like the kind of breakneck game where, you know, he can go nuts and put up like in just absolutely monstrous stat line. So I'm looking for a good game out of, uh, you know, the alphabet here. Um, 
I think cash game-wise, Chandler Parsons still feels like he's a little too cheap. I want people to realize that last game, you know, the game that they just had yesterday where he went nuts, he tends to go nuts when Dirk Nowitzki doesn't play because he gets more of the offensive load. When Dirk does play, his numbers take a little bit of a hit. I still think he's a solid cash game play. Um, I don't know if you can get the tournament upside on him that you would really want, though, because I don't think he's going to give you another 40 fantasy points as long as Dirk is in. If Dirk is out, you know, all bets are off. I think he's got a lot of upside cash and tournament. Um, guy that I like for tournaments, um, especially if you're looking for a salary saver, you know, that even with Carmelo Anthony back right now, the Knicks realize that Derek Williams is not a bad player. And he's on a little bit of a hot streak right now. He's still dirt cheap. And he's still putting up like 25 to 30 fantasy points. So if you can get that guy that's dirt cheap, that gives you a 7 or 8x, you know, for 4K and puts up 28, 29 fantasy points, you know, that's going to give you the money to go up and get those studs at the other position and, you know, not really force you to lose any ground on the rest of the field. So I think Derek Williams, strictly for tournaments, way too volatile with the minutes to use in cash. But for tournaments, I think he's a viable salary saver too. All right. I could see that. Um, Definitely being um, um, a good call overall. So now, the next thing I want to ask you here, um, this is just, we were all talking about small forward here, uh, correct? Uh, Yep. Okay. Um, What is your your take here on what's happening with a guy like uh, Doug McDermott, who has been, you know, uh, pretty cheap uh, overall. I mean, we're talking about $200 above minimum salary and been getting, you know, anywhere between 30 20 to 33 minutes mm. over the past couple games I, I i feel like i will i want to scratch a lottery ticket here in some of these spots uh in gpps just because he's so dirt cheap and when he has gotten significant minutes there you know we're talking about you know five to seven x is what we can potentially expect in terms of uh return uh if he gets it going from outside which is basically what he needs to do he will rebound a, a little bit here but you're you you are sort of looking at like a jamal crawford situation where you need the scoring to come in in order for you to get your value. Yeah, I mean, my here's my thing, and it depends what site you're playing on, too. Mm-hmm. Like, on a site like DraftKings or, or Fantasy Draft, where there's only eight spots, yeah. you know, it's nice to have that min-price guy that can get you 6x value, but you also have to realize that it leaves it, it leaves a lot for the rest of your roster to do to get you up to to, like, a score that can really win something. Um, if you're taking a min-price guy and his ceiling is basically like 20 to 24 points, you know, there's not really all that much upside to it. So that's my only problem with McDermott is like, if he gets me 18, 19 points, it's not bad, but it's also not really good. You know what I mean? It, it leaves me, if I need like 280 or 300 to, to get into a, you know, the, the cash zone of a tournament over on DraftKings, that still leaves seven guys in my roster that need to come up with 280 points or I basically need like 40 points out of everybody I start which is not an easy thing to do even if you do have a little bit of extra money to spend so you know I have my eye on McDermott I know we we talked about it the other day the minutes are definitely real like he is definitely on the floor a lot more if you watch the Bulls games recently Mm -hmm. and I think Hoiberg really likes him but I don't think that he's to the point yet where I want to build fantasy rosters around them for the reasons that you mentioned, other than scoring, he really doesn't fill up the rest of the stat sheet for you. So even though he's cheap, I don't think he's a guy at like 3,400 maybe in this game that is, you know, going to get me 30 fantasy points. I think his ceiling is still like 
you know, 24 if he hits a couple threes for me. All right, fair enough. I think those are points well taken. So keep that under advisement, and then let's go ahead and move on to the power forward position for Friday Slate and talk about what you want to do in cash and GPPs there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not as thrilled with the power forward spot as I was with the small forward spot. So I think this is a day where I'm going to wind up rolling two small forwards out there and then, you know, kind of seeing how the roster construction comes together before I pick somebody here. Uh, Draymond hasn't really been going crazy, so I don't think I'm going to use him much against Indiana. You got Chris Bosh in a revenge game against Toronto. I don't usually play Bosh all that much. I don't really feel like... You know, I really want to mess with the slow pace that Miami plays. So he's not somebody normally on my radar. You know, the guys who I'm kind of looking at, and I don't really love it, is, you know, LaMarcus Aldridge, who's been playing a lot better, putting up good numbers, has a great matchup against the Lakers. Again, a little bit of a little bit worried about the blowout and how many minutes he'll see if that does happen. Um, he is actually one of the few San Antonio Spurs who does get good minutes, even in a blowout. Because the guy who they're really trying to rest is Tim Duncan. So a lot of times they'll put, like, you know, Boban out there at center and then leave LaMarcus Aldridge out there, you know, along with him just to have, like, one guy on the floor that's, you know, somewhat competent. And, again, they don't have a ton of bigs. They got a lot of guys that play, you know, the wing spot for them. But they don't have a ton of bigs down there that they can rotate in. So that's why they do it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, for me, LaMarcus Aldridge is probably my favorite. If not, you know, I would be looking to to kind of punt if any value opened up. All right, fair enough. Um, I think that's sufficiently covers that position. And uh, before we, we were talking about power forwards, correct? Yes. Okay. There's not a lot there. Like I said, there's nothing that really you know jumps out at you. Yeah, for me uh, there as well. I'm I'm a little bit just you know disappointed that we were, haven't been able to get um, a little bit more. Out of uh, out of Taj Gibson with you know the 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 extra minutes. I mean, I'm gonna throw out the Golden State game, but before that, you know, with him playing 35 plus minutes, I hope that he would at least be double double eligible. And he only hit one double double there in the past three with the extra minutes coming, uh, you know, hit his way. So a little bit on the downside on that. The other situation that um, I think we need to take a look at, and I will want to get some exposure to, is um, uh, the poor thing God once again. He is back at home. And uh, the price tag has uh, been been holding the last three games here. Still $7,400 um, is, is the price range there. And the LA Clippers, we know how much of a mess their uh, power forward situation is. It's like a combination of um, Bob Mute, Paul Pierce, and, you know, and company there with a little bit of Josh Smith sprinkled in. So Porzingis um, has, a, has a good chance to uh, meet potential value. It's, Porzingis is not really 7-3. Am I correct in that? I heard like I mean that's what they that's what they have unlisted as. I honestly haven't been to a Knicks game yet this year, so it's not like I've seen the guy up close. But they do list him as like seven foot three, which is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy because when I heard like Mike and Mike mentioned that this morning, I was like, wait a minute, is he really seven three? Because I thought we were just this entire time just talking about like a six eleven, you know, um, player there that just. Uh, NBA, you're horrible. How do you? How if I click on his profile that I can't see, like just the height right off the bat? You know. Just, did you did you spell it right? I, oh, I yeah, two forty seven three. Yeah, I just had yeah. to. You have to click to the to the details part of the page there as well. That's insane. Yeah, seven three. Okay, uh, which means he's probably you know without shoes is he six four. So yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, well, I mean, it, it, like, if you watch him, though, I mean, he is, you know, the shot blocking and all that, like, he is incredibly long. Yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't shock me to hear that he's 7'3 and that he might actually be that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the other last thing I, I want to say about LaMarcus Aldridge there as well is I would feel a little bit better about him if this wasn't going to be an absolute house job for, against the L.A. Lakers. Like, there's no yeah. way Aldridge and the Spurs don't win by 20-plus. I mean, as long as the line is not 20 on Friday, I will be betting that game for sure. Uh, yeah, you know, so. that's that's actually why I why I kind of like him a little bit is that you know, he's a little bit cheaper than most of these other guys, and he had been playing at least the beginning of the fourth quarter of the last couple blowouts because the Spurs have basically been blowing everybody out lately. Everybody. Yeah, so so he's actually been playing a little bit more, which is why I think he's a little bit safer. And I also, you know what, let me throw another guy out there at you. I just remembered this. Um, Dwight Howard got hurt yesterday, rolled an ankle or something like that, and Clint Capella put in a pretty good game, so... He's still kind of cheap. Where if Dwight Howard doesn't play, I think he might be the um, you know the cash game chalk guy that everybody goes over to uh, if he's filling in as the starting center. Yeah, double doubles in two of the past three games for Clint Acapella. I like to call him uh, there as well. And uh, and will uh, has had a block out in at least in five uh, six out of seven straight games uh, there as well. Weird that he didn't get a block against the LA Lakers. That's where you hold the block party usually. You call your mm-hmm. neighbors. You say hey, you knock on everybody's door. You know, you text, group text everybody on your block and say, hey, uh, you know, block party, Roy Hibbert's here, guys. Let's go ahead and get the block party started. And, you know, get the barbecue grill fired up and start bumping the music. And, uh, you know, um, and that's how you end up getting it done. So a little bit surprising there. But I def- definitely do like that call there as well. Oh, last thing I wanted to say here, too, is um, I believe, I don't believe on DraftKings, uh, he's power forward eligible, but he's been playing a little bit of the four. I'm, I was looking for Miles Turner. He's actually he's on my list for center. He's my punt center today. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's center on DraftKings. If you're looking at the DraftKings list, I think he's power forward on Fanduel, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um. Yeah, you might be right. I'm. I'm still. I'm looking at DraftKings right now. I definitely was searching for him as power forward. And you know what? Like I said, um, if you're not haven't got some oh, exposure yeah. to Miles Turner, you start need start need to uh, think about it. Here's a crazy thing too about Miles Turner that somebody just reminded me. Um. Actually, it was DJ Trainer yesterday on the season long, uh, version of you know what we do for here for Rotowire and basketball, the, the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Um. Zero trays made. On the season, and this guy is legit three-point shooter. If you remember him back to Texas, he was dropping trays like it was nobody's business there as well. So I'm a little bit surprised. Um, but he's he has a nice-looking shooting stroke. He shoots the uh, you know like like he looks like a two when the, the way he the ball comes off his hand uh, release-wise. So I'm quite surprised that he, even in this run against Denver, he didn't take one a single tray. I don't I don't know what like Frank Vogel is. Maybe just trying to keep the man down. I don't get it, but um, but it's definitely a good option. So uh, before we dive too far into the center position, we have to let all you business, know, business owners know that if you need a website, you can do it yourself here with Wix.com. No matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you used by more than 75 million people worldwide. Wix makes it easy to get your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business. It all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix. 
Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're too busy running your own business, too busy to be worrying about your budget, and you're too busy to be worrying about scheduling appointments, or too busy to build a website for yourself, you can do it easily and free, and that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's it's so easy. You can go to Wix.com today to create your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, Benny, let's put a bow on the Friday show here at the Center Position and talk about your top options here. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of big names up there, but I honestly don't like the spots for a lot of guys. Uh, the one guy who I'm going to be hopping back on the well with is Pau Gasol. He had an absolutely horrendous game, as did most of the other Chicago Bulls last night against the uh, Golden State Warriors. But with Noah out right now, he had been seeing a few more minutes. Um, you know, he's putting up a lot of double-doubles lately. He's getting a lot more rebounds. He's always a guy that adds in a couple assists for you. He gets you a couple block shots, which he's been doing lately. And he's been looking to shoot a little more. His scoring had been up a little bit. Again, before he went out last game and had 1.8 rebounds and one block against the Golden State Warriors. So I think that uh, people are going to be completely off him. I think we're going to get a little discount on the price back to like 8K. And I think this is a game where he could put up 50 points against a weak uh, Boston front court. So Powell is probably the guy that I'm going to be paying up for. Um, I still think, even though he didn't have a great game last time out, I still think Zaza is pretty safe for cash. Uh, basically gets you about a double-double every game. His price is right around 6K. So I don't think you're ever overpaying for him until, you know, they raise that price on him. Uh, OKC, you know, Steven Adams and Cantor. You know, Adams more of a, a banger defensive guy. Cantor not really good defensively at all, so the matchup's not horrible. Um, and I think that's going to be a fast-paced game. So that always means a few more possessions, a few more missed shots, a few more rebounds for, for the big guy. And then um, just to build on what you were saying before, the cheap option, $3,500 salary saver guy that I'm going to be using – where I need to fit in some, uh, you know, some studs is going to be Miles Turner because that price is just way too cheap for, you know, what he's been doing lately. He's been playing a lot more minutes, you know, putting, I think he put up a double. No, he didn't have a double double. He had 25 points and seven rebounds in 28 minutes against Denver in the last game. And then he played 30 minutes, you know, the last game they just played against Phoenix, 15 points and four rebounds with four block shots. So, you know, this is a guy that can get you 25 to 40 fantasy points in his last two games. And is doing it for thirty five hundred dollars. So you gotta look his way and you know, especially in tournaments. If you don't think he's safe for cash, I can understand, even though I kinda do. Um, but for tournaments, there's no way you can use this guy, at least a little bit. All right, fair enough. I, I like those calls there as well. I'm still willing to um target Brooklyn and take advantage of the block party that's happened on Rudy Gobert. He just texted me, he said if there's a block party and it's in Brooklyn, he wants to be involved. You know, don't forget to not invite him. So I'm definitely going to be looking for some exposure there. Uh, you know, Brooklyn Nets have been uh, on the season coughing up the, the fourth most fantasy points to opposing centers overall. And uh, uh, Brook Lopez is a guy who gets no lift on his shot. Just be, And it's not like he shoots flat shots or whatever, but, you know, um, this guy doesn't really get off the, got off the floor. And I think this is a good spot for Rudy Gobert with just a low, low-grade defensive uh, output in, in Brooklyn for him to – Get, have a shot to double double with a and, and rack up a ton of blocks. So and then you take a look at what's happening with him in terms of price uh, overall. Um, holding over the last couple of games to 6400, put up just 26 fancy points, two rebounds shy of the double double bonus, which was a little bit surprising to me against the New York Knicks. 
Um, but, you know, before that, 43 fantasy points and 51 fantasy points, which is super juicy by big double-doubles, 14 and 18 rebounds with with nine blocks total in the past three games. So somebody that I definitely think that you should uh, take a look at getting involved with. And you know what? Um, in terms of, like, some more expensive guys there, you know, some people like to go with Chanel. Some people like to go with uh, Vucci. There, uh, as in Nikola Vucevic, and I like the situation that he's in against Charlotte with the Cody Zeller slash Frank the Tank combo at the center position. That's uh, bottom 12 in the NBA, and I think Vucevic is uh, a guy that needs to sort of be focused on with a, with an increased scoring load uh, with uh, Victor Oladipo out of the lineup as well. A little bit surprised that he only got 15 points uh against Philly and you know so I just think they did a uh, like Alfred Payton did a bad job overall of getting him the ball um, yeah so well he had he actually had a huge first half Mm -hmm. and then he had a pretty good third quarter and then in the fourth quarter it was like Alfred Payton was just going to try to do everything by himself yeah um you know which he did and it worked out that time but I, I think he wound up scoring like for the last rotation or two that he was in the game he wound up only scoring like another four points and then, but he had like a big game up to that point where you were like, oh, here comes the fifty burger from, you know, Vucevic. And then you know you look back like twenty minutes later and you're like, oh wait, the fourth quarter's over right now and <laughs> yeah. we're still in the mid thirties. Like, what's going on here? You know? Yeah, ex- exactly. So that was a fairly disappointing overall. Um, the one thing I'm also sort of going to be take uh, uh, paying attention to here is I'm pretty sure that uh, Hassan Whiteside is going to miss this game at Toronto, which is going to potentially open up some some uh, front corner opportunities for their replacements there. And then Jonas Valanciunas could make, make a nice pivot at $6,200 price tag there. Has um, hit 5.8 times value in three of the past four contests with a 6.2 and a 6.6 sprinkled in overall. And uh, and solid bet for, um, you know, potential double-double uh, there. And, you know, in that same uh, span of games, or actually in this last one, two, three, four, five games, We've got 10 blocks uh, from Jonas Vanchu, something that he's not necessarily known for. So has been stepping it up on the defensive end. And uh, I believe that's it. So that is going to wrap it up for the Friday show. Thanks for everyone for listening. Don't forget you can check out uh, the show here on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading and subscription convenience. You can check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. Thanks, everybody. And we'll be back tomorrow with a Saturday edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. See you. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.